Welcome to the Faith, Health, and Home Digital Podcast. I am your host, Makeba Giles. Here we share information and resources for physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being to help families live an inspired lifestyle and encourage healthy living. Thank you for joining us. This author, TED speaker, and advocate, Michelle E. Dickinson, joining me to talk about the warning signs of mental health and ways to get communities and kids talking to share their personal insight on what they may be going through during this time. Thank you so much for joining me, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Now, um, first, I want you to share your own personal story. Um, Tell us about your journey and your triumph over mental health. Oh, sure, sure. Thank you for asking. So I grew up with a mother who had bipolar disorder, and I was her caregiver as a child. Um, That meant riding out the waves of her mania and her depression. So I learned very young what it looked like to have a mental illness, and um, it took on a lot of the responsibility of caring for her. So it was was definitely challenging. But then as I got older, um, actually two years ago, I'm in my 40s now, I actually experienced mental illness for the first time. I dealt with my own bout of depression, so I had to figure out how to navigate that, um, you know, myself for the first time. And that just reminded me that nobody is immune to mental illness um, at any point in their life. So, Absolutely. very challenging. Yes, thank you for sharing your journey with us. Now, um, we know in these times when we're being told to stay in and um, things are changing by the minute, that mental illness can be something that can arise or come to the forefront. Um, Like you said, it could develop. So tell us how how people can decrease the stigma associated with mental illness, especially um, during times like these in our nation, our country. Exactly. You know, I think stigma lives where there is no conversation. So I think the first and first and foremost, we need to start talking more openly about it. Leading to the brain as another organ in the human body, and and not something that we should be ashamed of. You know, we're going to be dealing with in time these times of uncertainty and social distancing that we're being requested to to deal with. And there's so many things that we can do. Um, even though that we we are isolated or need to be isolated from each other, we still don't have to be lonely. Um, and there's a lot of things that people can be doing to stay connected and to just slow down and really start to understand that, you know, simply put, this is just a different rhythm of life. Um, and it is an opportunity to actually stay in touch with people and actually connect with them, whether it be on social media, on Skype, on Zoom, um, or on the phone. There's a lot of things that you can do to stay connected, and that's the most important thing is that connection and that open conversation. Absolutely. Now, we know that a lot of businesses have closed um, as a result of what's going on right now. However, there are some businesses that cannot afford to close. And we mentioned earlier, um, for example, first responders and hospitals and things of that nature. So tell us, um, what can companies do to invest more um, in mental health in the workplace? Yeah, that's such a great question. And I think more and more companies are starting to recognize that if they truly want to be an inclusive 
diverse uh, environment for their staff. They need to welcome people with not only physical disability, but invisible disability. And that includes those people who suffer from depression, bipolar, anxiety, um, those types of diagnosis. So there's a lot of things companies can do. They need to obviously make sure that their employee assistance programs are robust and provide mental health support. Um, they could they could also humanize the whole conversation around mental health by just setting good examples, having policies that support people with mental illness, having leaders step up and perhaps share a personal incident where maybe they were dealing with anxiety or stress and how they navigated it, and really just normalize it and create a safe, open place for people to really be their authentic selves. And that also includes training people leaders on how to have those conversations with employees. If they notice their performance is slipping, they can identify, is this really performance or is there something else going on? And does my employee know what all the resources that are at, available to them are to get support? Great advice there. Now let's switch it over to um, families for a moment. We know that there's a lot of kids out of school at this time um, that because schools have closed everywhere and there's a lot of uncertainty as to when um, even if the school year will continue this year. And this can take a big toll, especially on um, graduating seniors of this year who yeah. may not even know if, if their graduation is going to take place. So um, tell us as for families, how can they get teens talking, um, their kids talking about what they may be feeling and going through at this time? How about starting by leading by example and just sharing when when you might be feeling a little anxious as a parent? I mean, these, these are moments, I mean, you could look at this as a horrific experiment or a horrific experience we're all going through. Or you can take a pause and say, what an opportunity I have to really connect with my with my family members, to really, you know, talk to them and, and get connected and maybe go for a hike at, at a park with them or just, just really share and be vulnerable about, you know, this uncertainty is making me feel anxious, so maybe I'm going to adopt some type of breathing or meditation or maybe I'm going to learn how to tap. Whatever it takes for them to manage their own well-being and openly share it, I think is going to set the example for their for their kids to to say, hey, you know, I might be feeling the same way, and just engaging in a dialogue that can make all the difference. Because when you swirl in your head over something that you're dealing with, it's so scary. Versus when you articulate it to someone, it becomes far less scary. Great advice there. Now, what are some tips and warning signs that every parent should be aware of, um, especially if there's a situation where the information does get to um, that extreme where more things are canceled or more things are rescheduled? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, our routines have been disrupted as we know them to be. So, you know, the first thing I would say is if, you know, sleep, sleep patterns can get disrupted. So I think like the warning signs would be if if your child is is very um, I don't know, like resistant, not not communicating, isolating themselves, um, not in, engaging in maybe uh, regular interactions with like their best friend on social media or whatever, if they just start acting out of 
out of uh, the normal, you know, being in touch with them. They're not acting right. They're not eating right. They're not sleeping right. Like recognizing, you know, how they're behaving, I think is really important. Um, and if they're connecting with, with their friends or not, if they're isolating, that would be something I'd be very concerned about. Yes, now we're talking about brain health here, and not only the brain health for um, our children at this time, but also for um, ourselves as well, for adults. Um, What are some steps that we can take, especially now, um, as you said, um, our routines are shifting. So what are some steps that we can take, even with this change in our everyday lives, to protect our brain health? Absolutely. And, and that's a great question and so necessary because I think people are just trying to figure it out as we go. And and I think, you know, there, there's a lot of great things. So first of all, avoiding speculation and the overconsumption of the media. I know that that's, people might think that they're craving information, but just make sure that you're not, you know, spending hours and hours of time watching, watching the media because that's not going to help. Um, trying to stay connected to people by leveraging technology, something we we always had a relationship to technology separating us from one another. Well, now's a great opportunity to stay in touch with those people that we care about and we love. Um, making sure that you're staying active, getting some physical movement in every day, trying to maintain a healthy diet so your energy stays where it needs to be. Um, that could be simply going for a walk and then making sure that you're drinking enough water. There, there are things you can also do around, um, you know, teaching yourself to cope, to relax more. You could, you know, do the deep breathing. Make sure you, you do some type of stretching. Take a virtual yoga class. Do some meditation or take some time for prayer. Um, learn how to tap. Do tapping exercises that, that's very helpful when it comes to removing stress. Um, Making sure you're having conversations with your children. Uh, strive to reduce the negative impact on your children, but don't overexpose it or um, avoid it. Be really honest with them about what's going on. Um, and so it, another thing would be, you know, if, if you are self-isolated due to the circumstances, try to seek out some positivity and opportunity in it. Like, I'm thinking about what could I purge for spring cleaning right now if I'm, if I'm locked into, you know, stuck into my house. Um, and then just try to maintain your routine as much as possible. You know, make sure that you're looking after yourself. Take time to read a book. Take time to get that walk in and, and really just, you know, adopt a new type of routine, but make sure that you have a routine every day um, so that you can um, continue to be healthy and balanced. Absolutely great advice there because we know there is no health without mental health. Um, that is the key to total overall health. So thank you for sharing those tips with us. And um, lastly, Michelle, tell us for people who are um, suffering from mental illness or feel that they just may need someone to talk to in these times or if they um, notice someone else in their household or a friend or family member who um, may be suffering, mm -hmm. tell us what are some resources available for people at this time. Sure, absolutely. I know of a few really great ones. So there's um, a virtual community that's free that my dear friend created. Uh, it's called 18percent.org, and it's uh, www.18percentwrittenout.org. And that's a free online mental health peer-to-peer -peer community where you can anonymously 
actually log in and just start to connect with other people who might be feeling, you know, overwhelmed, anxiousness, who might have uh, symptoms of depression and they're trying to figure it out. It's literally there for you to connect and keep talking and find some hope in what other people are doing to navigate that. Um, the National Alliance on Mental Illness NAMI, W-W-W-N-A-M-I, um, will help you by providing you with clear signs and symptoms of what you might suspect you're experiencing or a loved one is experiencing, and then also be able to give you some um, really great tips and resources. It's a great website to go to. And then, of course, if you wanted to connect with me and hear some of the stories on my blog or find other resources, I can be reached at um, michelleedickinson.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. And again, um, those resources that you can use during this time is 18percent.org. Um, which is an online peer community. You can also visit NAMI's website, or you can also visit our guest website, michelleedickerson.com. Thank you so much again for joining me today, Michelle. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith, Health, and Home digital podcast. For transcripts of this episode and others, visit our website at faithhealthandhome.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you again for joining us.